Welcome to the Less Wrong Curated Podcast, Believing In, by Anna Salomon, published on the 8th of February, 2024. This is a human narration because this is a curated post. If you like the fact that I make human narrations of curated posts, you can support my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash lwcurated. It starts with a quote in italics. In America, we believe in driving on the right-hand side of the road. TLDR, beliefs are like bets on outcomes the belief doesn't affect. Believing-ins are more like kickstarters for outcomes the believing-in does affect. Epistemic status, new model could use critique. In one early CIFAR test session, we asked volunteers to each write down something they believed. My plan was that we would then think together about what we would see in a world where each belief was true, compared to a world where it was false. I was a bit flummoxed when, instead of the beliefs aka predictions I'd been expecting, they wrote down such beliefs as the environment, kindness, or respecting people. At the time, I thought this meant that the state of ambient rationality was so low that people didn't know beliefs were supposed to be predictions as opposed to group affiliations. I've since changed my mind. My new view is that there is not one, but two useful kinds of vaguely belief-like thingies one to do with predictions and Bayes' math, and a different one I'll call believing in. I believe both are law-like, and neither is a flawed attempt to imitate or parasitise the other. I further believe both can be practised at once, that they are distinct but compatible. I'll be aiming in this post to give a clear concept of believing in, and to get readers' models of how to believe in well disentangled from their models of how to predict well. Examples of believing in. Let's collect some examples before we get to theory. Places where talk of believing in include an individual stating their personal ethical code, for example, I believe in being honest, or I believe in hard work, or I believe in treating people with respect, etc. A group stating the local social norms that that group tries to practice as a group, for example, around here we believe in being on time. I believe in you, said by one friend or family member to another, sometimes in a specific context. I believe in your ability to win this race, sometimes in a more general context. I believe in you, your abilities, character, and future undertakings in general. A difficult one-person undertaking of the sort that will require cooperation across many different time slices of a self. I believe in this novel I'm writing. A difficult many-person undertaking. I believe in this village. I believe in America. I believe in CIFAR. I believe in turning this party into a dance party. It's going to be awesome. A political party or platform. I believe in the Democratic Party, a scientific paradigm. A person stating which entities they admit into their hypotheses, and others may not. I believe in atoms. I believe in God. It is my contention that all of the above examples, and indeed more or less all places where people naturally use the phrase believing in, are attempts to invoke a common concept, and that this concept is part of how a well-designed organism might work. Caveat, I'm not sure if this is could be part of a well-designed organism, the way, for example, Bayes' or Newton's laws could, where this would be useful sometimes even for Jupiter brains, or only the way that, for example, leave three seconds pause before the car in front of me could, where it's pretty local and geared to my limitations. I have a weak guess that it's the first, but I'm not sure. Inconveniently, the converse linguistic statement does not hold. That is, people who say believing in almost always mean the thing I'll call believing in. But people who say beliefs or believing, without the in, sometimes mean the Bayes predictions thingy, 
and sometimes mean the thing I'll call believing in. For example, I believe it takes a village to raise a child is often used to indicate believing in a particular political project, despite how it does not use the word in. Also, here's an example from Avatar. Link in post. A model of believing in. My model is that I believe in X means I believe X will yield good returns if resources are invested in it. Or in some contexts, I'm investing some or approximately all of my resources in keeping with X. The background context for this model, people build projects that resources can be invested in. Projects such as particular businesses or villages or countries, the project of living according to a particular ethical code, the project of writing a particular novel, the project of developing a particular scientific paradigm, etc. Projects aren't true or false, exactly. They are projects. Projects that may yield good or bad returns when particular resources are invested in them. For example, I believe in being honest goes to I'm investing resources in acting honestly, or I'm investing approximately all of my resources in a manner premised on honesty, or I am only up for investing in projects that are themselves premised on honesty, or I predict you'll get good returns if you invest resources in acting honestly. Which of these it is, or which related sentence it is, depends on context. I believe in this bakery that I've been running with some teammates goes to I am investing resources in this bakery. I predict that marginal resource investments from me and others will have good returns. I believe in you goes to I predict the world will be a better place for your presence in it. I predict that good things will result from you being in contact with the world, from you allowing the hypotheses that you implicitly are to be tested. I will help you in cases where I easily can. I want others to also help you in cases where they easily can, and will bet some of my reputation that they will later be glad they did. I believe in this party's potential as a dance party goes to, I'm invested in co-creating a good dance party here. I believe in atoms, or I believe in God, says, I'm invested in taking a bunch of actions or doing a bunch of reasoning in a manner premised on, atoms are real and worth talking about, or God is real. Note, I'm least sure of this example. It's possible that, for example, I believe in atoms is not well understood as part of my template. Good in the above predictions about a given investment having good results means some combination of good for my own goals directly and good for others' goals in such a way that they'll notice and pay me for the result, perhaps informally and not in money, so that it's good for my goals after the payment. For example, the dance party we start will be awesome and others' appreciation will repay me for the awkwardness of starting it. Or again, Martin Luther King invested in civil rights, believing in style, eventually social consensus moved, he now gets huge appreciation for this. I admit there is leeway here in what exactly I'm taking I believe in X to mean, depending on context, as is common in natural language. However, I claim there is a common, approximately law-like shape to how to do believing ins well, and this shape would be at least partly shared by at least some alien species. Some pieces of the law-like shape of believing ins. I am far from having a catalogue of the most important features of how to do believing ins well, so I'll list some basics kind of at random, dividing things into two categories. One, features that differ between believing ins and predictions, and two, features that are in common between believing ins and predictions. Some differences between how to believe in well and how to predict well. A, one should prefer to believe in good things rather than bad things, all else equal. If you're trying to predict whether it'll snow tomorrow, or some other thing X that is not causally downstream of your beliefs, then whether X would be good for your goals has no bearing on the probability you should assign to X. 
But if you're considering investing in X, you should totally be more likely to do this if X would be good for your goals. B. It often makes sense to describe believing ins based on strength of belief. For example, I believe very strongly in honesty. Whereas it makes more sense to describe predictions based on probabilities. For example, I assign an approximately 70% chance that be honest policies such as mine have good results on average. One can, in principle, describe both at once. For example, Bob is investing deeply in the bakery he's launching and is likely to maintain this in the face of considerable hardship, even though he won't be too surprised if it fails. Still, the degree of commitment or resource investment, or the extent to which one's life is in practice premised on X project, makes sense as part of the thing to describe, and if one is going to describe only one variable, it often makes sense as the one main thing to describe. We often care more about knowing how committed Bob is to continuing to launch the bakery, more than we care about his odds that the bakery isn't a loss. C. Believing ins should often be public and or be part of a person's visible identity. Often the returns to committing resources to a project flow partly from other people seeing this commitment. It is helpful to be known to be standing for the ethics one is standing for. It is helpful for a village to track the commitments its members have to it. It is helpful for those who may wish to turn a given party into a dance party to track who else would be in, so as to see if they have a critical mass, etc. D. Believing ins should often be in something that fits easily in your and or others' minds and hearts. For example, Marie Kondo claims people have an easier time tidying their houses when the whole thing fits within a unified vision that they care about and that sparks joy. This matches my own experience. The resultant tidy house is easier to believe in and is thereby easier to summon low-level processes to take to care for. In my experience, it is also easier to galvanise an organisation with only one focus. For example, Miri seemed to me to work a lot better once the Singularity Summits and CIFAR were spun out and it had only alignment research to focus on. I think because simpler organisations have an easier time remembering what they're doing and believing in themselves. Some commonalities between how to believe in well and how to predict well. Despite the above differences, it seems to me that there is a fair bit of structure in common between believing ins and belief as predictions, such that English decided to use almost the same word for the two. Some commonalities. A. Your predictions and your believing ins are both premises for your actions. Thus, you can predict much about a person's actions if you know what they're predicting and believing in. Likewise, if a person picks either their predictions or their believing ins sufficiently foolishly, their actions will do them no good. B. One can use logic to combine predictions and to combine believing ins. In the case of predictions, probability is an improvement over classical logic. I don't know if there is an analogue for believing ins. One can use logic to combine predictions and to combine believing ins. That is, if I predict X and I predict if X then Y, I ought also predict Y. Similarly, if I'm investing in X, for example in a bakery, and my investment is premised on the idea that we'll get at least 200 visitors per day on average, I ought to have a picture of how the insides of the bakery can work. How long a line people will tolerate, when they'll arrive, how long it takes to serve each one. That is consistent with this or at least not have one that is inconsistent. C. One can update believing ins from experience or evidence or others' experience. There's some sort of learning from experience. For example, many used to believe in Marxism and updated away from this based partly on Stalin and similar horrors. And D. Something like prediction markets is probably viable. I suspect there is often a prediction markets-like thing running within an individual and also across individuals, that aggregates smaller thingies into larger currents of believing in.
Specifically, I like to imagine that people and sub-agents within the psyche believe in projects, publicly commit some of their resources to the projects. When a given project has enough believing in, it is enacted in the world. For example, when there's a critical mass of believing in making this party a dance party, someone turns on music, folks head to the dance stage, etc. When others observe someone to have believed in a thing in a way that yielded results they like, they give that person reputation. Or if it yielded results that they did not like, or simply wasted their energies on a believing in that went nowhere, they dock them reputation. People's future believing in has more weight in determining which projects have above threshold believing in such that they're acted on, when they have more reputation. For example, Martin Luther King gained massive reputation by believing in civil rights. Since he did this at a time when believe in civil rights was trading at a low price, since his believing in had a huge causal effect in bringing about more equality, and since many were afterwards very glad he'd done that. Or again, if Fred previously successfully led a party to transform in a way people thought was cool, others will be more likely to go along with Fred's next attempt to rejigger a party. I'm not saying this is literally how the dynamics operate, but I suspect the above captures some of it, toy model style. Some readers may feel this toy model is made of unprincipled duct tape and may pine for, for example, Bayesianism plus policy markets. They may be right about unprincipled, I'm not sure. But it has a virtue of computational tractability. You cannot do policy markets over, for example, which novel to write, out of the combinatorially vast space of possible novels. In this toy model, believing in X is a choice to invest one's reputation in the claim that X has enough chance of acquiring a critical mass of buy-in, and enough chance of being good thereafter, that it is worth others' trouble to consider it. The believing in market allocates group computational resources, as well as group actions. Example, believed in task completion times. Let's practice disentangling predictions from believing in's by considering the common problem of predicting project completion times. Spencer Greenberg puzzles on Twitter. Here's a screen capture of a Spencer Greenberg tweet from February the 2nd. The results of this poll are wild. Given that this is about daily activity, why don't people's anticipations adjust for how much they can get done? I have this same problem, so I'm also wondering this about myself. And a screen capture of the poll says, regarding how much productive stuff you tend to accomplish in a day, according to your own definition of productive, do you most often, one, get more done than you expected to, two, get the amount done that you expected to, or three, get less done than you expected to. And it's 72% for less done than expect, 27 for same amount, and only 1% for more done than expect. The author writes, It seems to me Spencer's confusion is due to the fact that people often do a lot of believing in around what they'll get done in what time period. Wisely, they're trying to coordinate many bits of themselves into a coherent set of actions, and most don't have good concepts for distinguishing this believing in from prediction. To see why it can be useful to believe in a target completion time, let's say for concreteness that I'm composing a difficult email. Composing this email involves many subtasks, many of which ought to be done differently depending on my chosen quality versus time trade-off. I must figure out what word to use in a given spot, I must get clearer on the main idea I'm wanting to communicate, I must decide if a given paragraph is good enough or needs a rewrite, and so on. If I believe in my target completion time, I'll get this done in about three hours' work, or I'll get this done before dinner, this allows many parallel System 1 processes to make a coherent set of choices about these, quality versus time, trade-offs, rather than, for example, squandering several minutes on one arbitrary sentence, only to hurry through other more important sentences. A believing in is here a decision to invest resources in keeping with a coherently visualised scenario. 
Should my believed in time match my predicted time? Not necessarily. I admit I'm cheating here because I've read research on planning fallacy and so I'm doing retrediction rather than prediction. But it seems to me not crazy to believe in a modal scenario in which, for example, the printer doesn't break and I receive no urgent phone calls while working and I don't notice any major new confusions in the course of writing out my thoughts. This modal scenario is not a good time estimate, in a prediction sense, since there are many ways my writing process can be slower than the modal scenario, and almost no ways it can be faster. But of the different easy-to-hold-in-your-head-and-heart visualizations you have available, it may be the one that gives the most useful guidance to your low-level processes. You may want to tell your low-level processes, please contribute to the letter as though the three hours in a modal run letter writing process underway. That is, as though in a three hours in a modal run letter writing may offer more useful guidance to my low-level processes than does as though in a 10 hours in expectation letter writing, because the former may give a more useful distribution as to how long I should expect to spend looking for any given word or etc. Believing in X is not predicting X will work and be good. In the above example about believed in task completion times, it was helpful to me to believe in completing a difficult email in three hours, even though the results of effort governed by this believing in was predictably email completion times of longer than three hours. I'd like to belabor this point and to generalize it a bit. Life is full of things I'm trying to conjure that I do not initially know how to imagine accurately. Blog posts I'm trying to write but whose ideas I've not yet fully worked out, friendships I would like to cultivate but where I don't yet know what a flourishing friendship between me and the other party would look like, collaborations I would like to try, and so on. In these and similar cases, the policy choice before me cannot be, shall I write a blog post with these exact words, or with this exact time course of noticing confusions and rewriting them in these specific new ways, or whatever? Instead, more like, shall I invest resources in some combination of attempting to create and updating from my attempts to create near initial visualization X? The X that I might try believing in here should be a useful stepping stone, a useful platform for receiving temporary investment, a pointer that can get me to the next pointer. Believing in X is thus not, in general, predicting that Project X will work and be good. It's more like predicting that investing for a while as though building Project X will have good results. Though, also, a believing in is a choice and not simply a prediction. Compatibility with prediction. Once you have a clear concept of believing in, and of why and how it is useful and is distinct from prediction, is it possible to do good believing in and prediction at once without cross-contamination? I think so, but I could use info from more people and contexts. Here's a Twitter thread linked here where I, Adam Scholl, and Ben Weinstein-Ron all comment on learning something like this separation of predictions and believing ins, though each with different conceptualizations. In my case, I learned the skill of separating my predictions from my believing-ins, or as I called it at the time, my targets. Partly the hard way, by about 20 hours of practicing difficult games in which I could try to keep acting from the target of winning despite knowing winning was fairly unlikely, until my ability to take X as a target and fully try towards X decoupled from my prediction that I would hit the target. I think part of why it was initially hard for me to try fully on believing-ins I didn't expect to achieve is that I was experiencing failure to achieve the targeted time as a blow to my ego, that is, as an event I flinched from, lest it cause me shame and internal disarray, in a way I wouldn't have if I'd understood better how believing in X is more like 
predicting it'll be useful to invest effort premised on X, and less like predicting X is true. In any case, I'd love to hear your experiences trying to combine these, either with this vocab or with whatever other conceptualizations you've been using. I'm particularly curious how well this works with teams. I don't see an in-principle obstacle to it working. There was a footnote there after, initially hard for me to try fully on believing ins I didn't expect to achieve. It said, this is a type error, as explained in the previous section, but I didn't realize this at the time, as I was calling them targets. Distinguishing believing in from deception or self-deception. I used to have believing in confused with deception or self-deception. I think this is common. I'd like to spend this section distinguishing the two. If a CEO is running a small business that is soliciting investment, or that is trying to get staff to pour effort into it in return for its share in its future performance, there's an incentive for the CEO to deceive others about that business's prospects. Others will be more likely to invest if they have falsely positive predictions about the business's future, which will harm them in expectation and help the CEO in expectation. This deception causes other harms too. It decreases grounds for trusts between various sets of people, which reduces opportunity for collaboration. And the CEO may find self-deception their easiest route to deceiving others, and may then end up themselves harmed by their own false beliefs, by the damage self-deception does to their enduring epistemic habits, etc. I believe it is positive sum to discourage this sort of deception. At the same time, there is also an incentive for the CEO to lead via locating and investing effort into a believing in worthy of others' efforts, by holding a particular set of premises for how the business can work, what initiatives may help it, etc., and holding this clearly enough that staff can join the CEO in investing effort there. I believe it is positive sum to allow or encourage this sort of believing in, in cases where the visualised premise is in fact worth investing in. There is in principle a crisp conceptual distinction between these two. We can ask whether the CEO's statements would still have their intended effect if others could see the algorithm that generated those statements. Deception should not persuade if listeners can see the algorithm that generated it. Believing ins still should. My guess is that for lack of good concepts for distinguishing believing in from deception, less wrongers, EAs and nerds in general are often both too harsh on folks doing positive sum believing in and too lax on folks doing deception. The too lax happens because many can tell there's a believing in shaped gap in their notions of, for example, don't say better things about your startup than a reasonable outside observer would. But they can't tell its exact shape so they loosen their don't deceive in general. Getting Bayes' habits out of the way of believing ins. I'd like to close with some further evidence, as I see it, that believing in is a real thing worth building separate concepts for. This further evidence is a set of good things that I believe some less wrongers, and some nerds more generally, miss out on, that we don't have to miss out on, due to mistakenly importing patterns for predicting things accurately into domains that are not prediction. Basically, There's a posture of passive suffering, or not seeking to change the conclusion, that is an asset when making predictions about outside events. Let the winds of evidence blow you about as though you are a leaf with no direction of your own. Surrender to the truth as quickly as you can. Do this the instant you realise what you're resisting. However, if one misgeneralises this posture into other domains, one gets cowardice or passivity of an unfortunate sort. When I first met my friend Kate at a high school math camp, She told me how sometimes, when nobody was around, she would scoot around the room like a train making choo-choo noises, or do other funny games to cheer herself up or otherwise mess with her state. I was both appalled and inspired. 
Appalled because I had thought I should passively observe my mood so as to be approximately truth-seeking. Inspired because once I saw how she was doing it, I had a sense she was doing something right. If you want to build a friendship or to set a newcomer to a group at ease, it helps to think about what patterns might be good and to choose a best-guess pattern to believe in. For example, the pattern, this newcomer is welcome, I believe in this group giving them a chance, I vouch for their attendance tonight in a manner they and others can see. I believe I have seen some less wrongers stand by passively to see if friendships or enjoying the walk they're on or having a conversation become a good conversation would just happen to them because they did not want to pretend something was so that was not so. I believe this passivity leads to a missing out on much potential good. We can use, often, reasoning to locate a pattern worth trying and then believe in this pattern to give low-level heuristics a vision to try to live up to in a way that has higher yields than simply leaving our low-level heuristics to their own devices. And that does not have to be contra-epistemic rationality. This is an audio version of Believing In by Anna Salomon, published on the 8th of February 2024. It's human-narrated because it's a curated post. If you like having human narrations of curated posts, you can support my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash lwcurated. Thanks for listening. Speak to you next time.